Hello, everyone, and welcome to Health and Happiness at Work. This podcast is for busy working adults trying to figure out how to better take care of themselves and others. My name is Katie, and I will be your host. We are here today because adulting is hard and because busy working adults spend more time at work than anywhere else. We're going to have real conversations about real life and most importantly, swing into action on the biggest opportunities. We're going to talk about ways to layer health, fitness, and wellness directly into your workday so that you feel fantastic. I cannot wait to dive deeper into each of these topics related to health and happiness. You are not alone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six. Episode six is all about NFL. This is not the NFL you are used to hearing about. Today, we are focused on nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle for busy working adults. When I started in workplace wellness, nutrition and fitness were the two driving topics for corporate wellness. Now, as you can see based on previous episodes, well-being is influenced by so many different variables. That said, Nutrition and fitness still remain super hot topics and remain big opportunities for working adults. I meet people all the time saying, man, I just need to get moving. I've got to exercise. I've got to figure out what this looks like for myself. I also meet people who are trying to clean up what they're eating. I have a couple of friends who joke that they are the garbage disposal for their children's unfinished foods. (laughs) So we can absolutely positively influence our work and life by making sure we are staying active, eating better, making it a lifestyle. So here's what's different about me, maybe as opposed to other trainers or health coaches. I feel strongly about something called non-diet weight management. I like to repeat things, so I'm going to say it one more time. Non-diet weight management. Perhaps a more trendy way to say that is mindful eating, right? And it's my vision that everyone have a healthy relationship with exercise and healthy eating and food because honestly, some people are triggered and become obsessive about what they eat. And so my vision is that you have a healthy relationship with food. My vision is that you enjoy moving your body. And when you don't, you miss it. And so we are continually reinforcing that intrinsic motivation. So I have 10 tips for you today for cultivating NFL, nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle that will really work for you and produce some pretty awesome results. First, we go back to basics. Tip number one is wake up to water. Wake up to water. The moment your feet hit the floor in the morning, that is your first opportunity to give your body exactly what it needs, and that's hydration. I anticipate that most people wake up thirsty, and thirst is an indication that you are already slightly dehydrated. When we're slightly dehydrated, the body, the cells of the body, does not have what it needs to do dozens of metabolic processes. So we've got to stay fully hydrated. It's good for our muscle tissue and how it performs, but it's also really important for metabolic function. And again, if you're someone who's feeling like super foggy and tired and difficulty focusing mid-morning, late in the day, 
it could be an indication that your body and brain are dehydrated. So it sounds so basic. You know what? A lot of people still struggle with doing the basics. You know, you would think water would be so ingrained, staying hydrated would be so ingrained in our culture, but it's really not. I meet a ton of people who still don't drink enough water. So my recommendation is eight ounces at least immediately upon waking up. And I do that while the coffee is brewing. I encourage you to then reach for that coffee. There's actually some nice health benefits of coffee. We've spoken about that. And if you are someone who is not really paying attention to this, there are really fun hydration trackers and and ways that you can make it a little bit more fun. You know, go on Amazon and buy yourself that big ass water bottle that you only have to drink one a day. (laughs) Sometimes shopping makes it more fun. But believe me, from a metabolism perspective, it's super important. Tip number two, I'm really going to encourage you to prioritize protein. So protein is one of our three macronutrients, right? In addition to carbohydrates and fat. Protein is awesome. And here's why. Your body burns more calories digesting protein than the other macronutrients. Protein is filling, right? When you eat protein, it will stay in your gut a little longer, keep you feeling full, helps to stabilize blood sugar. Your body has to work harder to digest it. So therefore, it increases calorie burn. So it's called the thermogenic effect of food. And protein recommendations really vary, right? There are some standard guidelines for protein consumption, and I can speak to that in just a moment. But in general, I think there's opportunity for most people to increase protein consumption at each meal, right? It's not uncommon for someone to grab a bagel for breakfast or a muffin or a piece of toast, and that's like no protein, right? So simple, simple way to stay full. I am not going to let anybody be hangry. When we are hangry, we are not our best version of ourselves. So this is about eating for energy and about being full. I never want you to feel deprived or hungry or that you are going without, That's not what this is about. Having a healthy relationship with food means that you are full and satisfied following your meals and you have the energy to take you through your workday and your life. As I mentioned, protein recommendations really vary. There is a standard guideline that suggests 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. So a kilogram is 2.2 pounds. To make math easy, we could take your body weight, divide it in half, right? And that could be a goal. Now that said, there's also evidence that increasing that is supportive to adding lean muscle and increasing metabolism. Because the more muscle we carry, the more we are these little calorie burning machines when we're sitting at our desk typing, right? The more muscle you carry, the more calories you are burning all day long to maintain that muscle. And your body needs protein to rebuild and create muscle tissue. So some athletes, individuals who are training consistently, individuals who are looking to eat a slightly higher protein diet, it's not uncommon for that recommendation to then become one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So what you can do is do the math for both, and that's going to give you a pretty solid range of grams of protein per day. And rather than counting all the things, (laughs) 
perhaps. Track your water, track your protein, see how you feel, see if you're getting some results. And that could, I think, be really supportive. And hey, some of you are potentially vegetarian or vegan. That's okay. It's just important to be mindful and intentional that you are getting enough plant protein to give your body the building blocks that it needs. Tip number three, metabolize stress while you sleep and know that that will also support your nutrition. Here's why. When we sleep, magical things happen. Your body is in this state of repair and recovery. Your immune system is strengthened and it has been discovered that you are actually metabolizing stress while you sleep and you're also recovering from your physical activity and your workouts. Now, when you are sleep deprived, it influences your eating the next day. You are likely to be hungrier because your body is not able to regulate and experience that feeling of fullness because of how hormone production is influenced. And also you are likely to crave foods that you might not otherwise crave. And that's because your body wants to feel better. So comfort food is a real thing. You'll actually crave more carbohydrates, more comfort types of foods to perk yourself up and to feel better. Again, this is all tied to hormones, but it is important to get enough sleep, seven to eight hours per night. You will be able to metabolize the stress of the day. You will also be able to recover from your workouts and it will support you in having fewer cravings and better feelings of fullness on the next day. Tip number four, shifting to fitness. Repeat after me. I work out to feel better. I work out to feel better. There are plenty of people who are working out to look better. That's a common desire, right? To shape how you look. But what we know from a motivation perspective, what we know from an exercise adherence perspective is that when your goal is tied to an intrinsic reason, feeling better, having greater health, you are far more likely to stick with the program. And again, I think we get hung up in this place of thinking as a get motivated strategy. So we think and we overanalyze and do I feel like working out today? No, I don't feel like working. I don't know. Should I? Shouldn't I? And it's like this whole internal conversation. No, just do it, right? I mean, there's a reason that's a slogan. But what I like to say is 10 out of 10 times, you are likely to feel better following that workout than you did prior to. And rather than sitting and debating it, just do it trusting that 100% of the time, assuming you don't overdo it, of course, people can injure themselves if they do too much too soon, but assuming you do the right dosage and the right duration, 10 out of 10 times, I can guarantee you, you're going to feel better afterwards. No one says, oh, I really regret that. That sucked. That was stupid. No, it might've been difficult or challenging. Okay, we might say it sucked if it was like really hard. But it's always worth it because of how you feel mentally, emotionally. And here's the best thing about exercise or any type of physical activity, anything that gets your breath, oxygen flowing and the blood pumping is that you have the potential to have an instant benefit. Yeah, if you want different abs or a different backside, that takes time. 
But if you just want to feel better, you can feel better workout number one. It is like a quick fix. And doesn't America want a quick fix? So exercise is actually your quick fix for feeling better. But we tend to go to ice cream, potato chips, whatever the vice is. But 10 out of 10 times, that workout will leave you feeling better than you started. So tip number five, consider yourself a corporate athlete. There is an organization called the Human Performance Institute, and they have coined a phrase called the corporate athlete. It's awesome. Corporate athlete, right? We might not consider ourselves a traditional athlete in the gym or fitness center, but busy working adults are totally corporate athletes. We are showing up and doing the hard work every day. And so as such, there are choices we can make that support us in being successful athletes, making sure we are moving our bodies a minimum of 30 minutes a day. So the recommendation nationally and most organizations agree with this is an accumulated total of 150 minutes of physical activity per week, 150 minutes. So that could be three 50-minute workouts. That could be five 30-minute workouts. But as a corporate athlete, gift yourself 30 minutes of physical activity per day for your mental, emotional, physical health. And what do athletes do? Athletes give themselves rest and recovery. They allow themselves to rest so that they bounce back a stronger, more capable version of themselves. So if you haven't already heard the message today, we get to move our body more and we get to sleep more. And doing those two things alone, back to basics, this is not rocket science. You know, I don't feel like I'm here telling you things that you don't already know. I think my gift, I like to think, is that I can perhaps say it slightly differently or say it again or be that that magical time that you hear it that you say, okay, now I'm going to do it. Tip number six, this is one of my favorites. And I believe we spoke about this with healthy work from home habits. Tune in to the cues that your body gives you all day long. Your body is your home. (laughs) You are in it 24 seven and your body is giving you feedback. Your body is telling you when it's time to eat. Your body is telling you when you're thirsty. Your body is telling you when it's time to take a break and step away from the work. Your body is telling you when you're bored. We spoke about that last episode. Your body and mind are giving you feedback all day long. And so that can really inform and shape the choices you make throughout the day. So if you're feeling lethargic, we have got to get blood and oxygen flowing and we've got to make sure you're hydrated, right? So this ties it all together. If you are feeling like you're having difficulty focusing, you need a break. It is not normal to sit at a device or a computer and be so entangled with it eight to 10 hours a day. That's not normal. Our ancestors, get this, anthropologists have found that our ancestors walked like 15 miles a day. You know, and the the recommendation now is 10,000 steps, which is five miles. And experts are actually saying that that's kind of a random thing that we've held on to. But your body was meant to move. And I hate to say it, but it is move it or lose it. If you continue using your body and mind, 
your body and mind will continue to improve and age in a healthy way and you'll actually grow capacity physically and mentally. But whatever you don't use becomes terribly deconditioned, right? And so we have got to keep our bodies and minds moving. And I tell you, your body is craving it. If you are not sleeping well at night, that is indication. Well, there could be something medical going on. I don't, I don't want to be too flippant with that. But it could also be that there are needs for your physical and mental bodies as well. If you're not sleeping well, maybe it's because you're not getting any exercise. If you are up at night because your mind is busy, 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 you know, that's an indication that your brain, your mind needs some calming activities to organize your thoughts, to focus your thoughts. You need some skills to support the mind and that's okay. But listen to what your body's telling you. You know, I think sometimes we tune out the message that our body and mind is clearly giving us. If you need a mental health day, take it. If you need to move more, you know, I anticipate you'll be kind of restless throughout the day. Tip number seven, consider every month mental health awareness month. You know, we have these wellness observances and they change month to month. And I'm all for that. I think it is important that we shine a light on different health topics each month. That's great. But mental health is such a big concern that I think this mindset of considering every month mental health month would really be supportive to workplaces and to busy working adults. And again, I see fitness as the vehicle for supporting mental health. That is incredibly low-hanging fruit. Now, there are infinite ways we can support mental health. What we eat can actually shape depression and anxiety and make it heightened. There's a correlation between consumption of processed food and incidents of depression and anxiety. So the fuel that we're giving our body can influence our mental health. Our physical activity or lack thereof can influence our mental health. And then obviously there are other contributing variables. And I think it is so, so important that we obviously seek out professional support, especially if you are working through past trauma, if you need attention for a mental illness, we can all benefit from having a mental health professional in our lives. That said, I also believe in agency and autonomy And as we're working through whatever treatment plan we have for our mental health or mental illness, we can also be practicing these healthy habits that are supportive for mental health. And moving the body is absolutely one of those possibilities. Shifting into lifestyle, tip number eight is all about creating a self-care ritual that you look forward to each and every day. Self-care can look a million different ways. I've said this once and I'll say it again. Wellness is a personal process. What one person finds to be supportive and restorative, another person might say, that sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) So you get to figure out what self-care looks like for you. I see this current challenge of working adults not having space in the day for this to happen. We've spoken at length about creating those early morning and evening rituals, but what I'm going to offer up today is really figuring out what is that healthy lifestyle 
self-care habit that you do immediately within the workday? What does that look like? What does that look like for you? What would be the way to support physical activity, the way to support healthier eating, the way to cultivate a healthier lifestyle directly within your workday? Self-care does not begin when the workday ends. There is so much opportunity to feel better or different directly within the workday. Yes, it involves making time and space for it, but you will not regret it. Tip number nine, again, tying to lifestyle, adopt tiny habits. Author BJ Fogg has established a method called the tiny habits method. And this is so fun if you've never read about it. He is a scientist. He's an expert in behavior change. And he really discovered that B equals MAT. So behavior equals motivation plus ability plus trigger. He also discovered that getting clear on existing habits can help to shape new habits. So in this moment, go ahead and think about something that you already do like clockwork. Something you already do like clockwork. For me, it's making a pot of coffee in the morning. Nobody has to remind me to do that. It is just like so ingrained and inherent in my workday. So BJ Fogg would call that your anchor habit. The invitation is to take the anchor habit and pair it with a tiny habit. Some teeny tiny little thing that you're going to do that piggybacks off of that existing anchor habit. So here are some examples. When I press start on the coffee pot, that could be my trigger to do one push-up. One push-up is way more attractive than 100, right? But it builds a habit. It builds a ritual. It builds a routine. It builds what we call a tiny habit. Every time you go to the restroom, you could do one calf raise. (laughs) Sounds freakishly doable, right? Every time you finish a meeting, you could climb one flight of stairs. You can make it as tiny as it needs to be to be attractive, but this is a really fun concept and reminds us that all day long, we do things on repeat and we are out of decision-making ability sometimes, right? As busy working adults, we are pulled so many different directions and trying to remember to do things is tough. It's one more thing floating around our brain to remember to do. So look at existing habits and tie a tiny habit to an existing habit and see if it comes with greater ease. And finally, tip number 10, again, tied to lifestyle, accumulate wins all day long. Emotions are contagious, and I don't think we spend enough time celebrating what goes right. I think we spend a ton of time and energy and bandwidth beating ourselves up for all the shit that didn't get done that day. And talk about an energy drain. We spoke last episode about things that support your energy or suppress your energy. So rather than beating yourself up for the things that didn't happen, I invite you to accumulate wins or successes all day long. So a win might look like taking a lunch break. A win might look like packing your lunch versus eating out. You'll probably save a thousand calories. A win might look like packing your gym shoes so that you can walk around the pond at work at lunchtime. A win might look like having an apple and a protein shake 
instead of a frappuccino at three o'clock. You know, we get to celebrate all the small successes all day long because small changes yield big results. And people don't like to hear that, right? People want some dramatic solution or some quick fix. And really, small, sustainable changes can produce some pretty epic results. And the more you celebrate what's going well all day long, the greater you'll feel. And okay, here's probably the most epic thing of all. And I get really excited about this. When you start showing up in this way, when you start showing up in your gym clothes and you tell your team, yeah, I just had the best workout this morning, you know, or I stepped away at lunch and I just had a really, really nice walk on this trail. You know, when you share with your team what healthy behavior you did, you are modeling and inspiring other people. People tend to want to be really, really humble, which is great. I appreciate that. But the more you celebrate and share and be authentic, even if that means you're in your yoga pants and tank top in a team meeting, hey, it's all virtual anyway, you are modeling something so healthy for everybody else. And they'll say things like, wow, I can't believe how much you, you've already done today. That's amazing. And you are giving them permission to do the same. I see a huge challenge in the workplace and the workday where people feel like they don't have permission to step away and take care of themselves. So whether you are a leader or manager or not, it doesn't matter. If you are showing up as this healthy, glowing version of yourself who's making time to take care of their fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle during the workday, you absolutely are going to inspire somebody else to do the same. And you are putting out something really positive And let's let those positive healthy habits be contagious as opposed to the Debbie Downer, Downer Dan scenario of woe is me. I don't have time. I don't have energy. No, we, we can show up as that better version. So with that, that is a wrap for NFL. I hope there is something in there today that came across slightly differently than the last time you heard it. And here's my invitation to you. If you are stuck in this place of knowing and not doing, what's the sticking point? What is getting in your way? That is what you can shape and influence. We always have options. Until next time.